We made it, sister. Yeah, we made it. It is the fourth and last episode of February's Falling in Love with the Word of God series. Don't worry, sister. I'm going to continue talking about the word and getting in the word. Don't worry. This is not my last, last time, of course. But I wanted to focus this month Because, of course, as you heard in the first episode, I love any excuse to talk about love, right? So falling in love or re-falling in love or reigniting your love for the Word of God is something that God put on my heart. And so that's why I wanted to take the time in these last four weeks, this being the fourth one, to talk about falling in love with the Word of God. So this one is probably my favorite. It's going to be my favorite because... I'm talking about how to have a date with God. How do you go on a date with God? I think by now, if you're listening to me, you're an adult at some point (laughs) and you have gone on at least one date in your life or more. Maybe you're married and you go on dates with your husband. Maybe you're in a relationship and you go on a date with your boyfriend. Maybe you are going on dates with someone you're getting to know, right? So you know that going on dates can be fun, right? Going on good dates, right? Because I know there's probably been some bad dates out there. (laughs) Let's not talk about those. (laughs) So how do you go on a date with God? That's what we're going to talk about. Sister, I am so excited because I've been doing this for years now and I have been just like, I got to share, I got to share this. I got to share what I do, how to set yourself up for an awesome date with God. We're going to talk about that. And then at the end, the last five minutes or so, six minutes, I'm going to go through a scripture with you. Actually, it's a Psalm. It's a very good Psalm. You're going to like it. And as I go through it, I'm going to pray through it and um, just talk to God and, and really talk to you too, because you're, I'm going to get vulnerable today, sister. Oh, girl, <laughs> I get real with you. Man, I got some confessions here. So stick around. You're going to love this. All right. Well, let's get to it. My beautiful sister, I see you. You want so badly to be close to God and to grow in your faith. But your time is so limited and your motivation is just not like it used to be. You read your Bible sometimes, if at all. You miss those days as a brand new Christian when your excitement was so great and you were so on fire for God and His Word. You wonder, what happened? Why did my fire die down? Yet, you still want to get back up and keep going, but you don't know how to stay consistent in the Word of God. Hey sister, I'm Rosie Alejandro. I'm an educator, a wife, a mom of three, and a devoted disciple of Jesus, and I have been where you are now. I remember being so excited to read my Bible every day, but when the storms in my life came that affected both my motivation and my time, I just didn't know how to keep it up. As a result, I started reading my Bible less and even praying less, and started slowly distancing myself from my Father in Heaven. So much so that I ended up leaving God and my church for four years, allowing sin to grow more and more in my life. We all have storms in our lives that test our faith, but they are also an opportunity, the opportunity for you to beat the enemy at his game and to confidently recognize the lies from the truth. The enemy wants to bring you down, but when you root yourself in God's word, he never wins. I'm here to help you get back your passion for God's word 
and to teach you how to get deeper into your Bible, even when you have limited time. Sister, it's time to reignite your faith in God, pursue your purpose of loving Him first, and live with intention in the study of His Word. So, are you ready? Then let's do this. What would it be like if you have a date with God every week? You're literally going on a date with your father in heaven as you would go on a date perhaps with a loved one like your husband if you're married, a boyfriend if you're dating, or even someone you're getting to admire and maybe one day may become your boyfriend, right? Who knows? Whatever that might look like to you. What would it be like to have a date with God once a week, every week? This could be a game changer for you, sister. This has been a game changer for me. Listen, I know that you have a busy life. I do too. I know that. I get you, sister. I get you 100%, okay? And sometimes it's honestly just the weekends when we can really just kind of wind down and relax a little could be maybe in the mornings before everyone wakes up if you're like me (laughs) where I have my pretty much my whole family sleeping because I am a morning riser I I just my body just automatically gets up early Um, I do sleep in just a tiny bit on Saturdays and Sundays just a little bit but I, I honestly wish I could sleep in more. I just can't. My body kind of won't let me at this point, but it's okay. Um, I actually like that. It kind of makes me, you know, go to sleep a little earlier at night. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I personally um, have enjoy the weekends because it is a time to kind of relax a little bit. And in fact, I know that Saturdays, for the most part, can be days to like run errands and do other things you can't do in the week, which is fine too. I have that as well as I have to do. But before I started, I like to start my morning with God. And this is a time where I don't have to be rushing to get out of the house right away. In fact, I make sure that I don't schedule anything on Saturdays, especially Saturdays, because I know that's the day that most of the time I have um, this special date with God most Saturdays. Every now and again, it'll be on a Sunday, depending if if the Saturday had a a particular um, situation or something like that. But um, Saturdays are pretty much the day that I spend with God. And so I want to talk about how you have a date with God, how you can have a date with God. Well, I want you to think of this for a second. When you go on a date, okay, let's let's say you're married or if you're single and you're listening and you'd like to be married one day, try to imagine this, right? When you, if you, if slash when, right? Um, you find your, the love of your life and you, you get married and all that. Um, you don't want to just have, uh, I mean, yes, you want to spend time with him quality every day. Absolutely, right? But you don't want to just make that the everyday routine and that's it. Like you don't forget having dates even if it is once a month and honestly I think it should be more but for my time in my life right now for my the busy time in my life this is kind of what we do um so that's what we do right now because of the season but ideally you want to have it more often and as long as you're connecting 
That is the important thing. And the thing is, having a date with God is really about growing a closer connection. You know, sister, maybe you will have a date with God once every other week. Um, maybe, it'll, you know, maybe that's what you could do. Start there. That's okay. Start somewhere. You know, I know weekends can be busy, but we got to start somewhere. So this is, these are a few things you should do. First of all, to set yourself up for victory for a date with God. This is something that has worked for me. Of course you can, again, everything I say to you is things that have helped me out and you may adjust it to what works for you. Uh, it doesn't have to be exactly how I do it. Remember, use your discretion, pray about it, pray for wisdom and how to get this done as well, because God will show you that way. Um, you, how you connect with God may be a little differently than how I connect with God. But the main thing in common is that it has scripture, is that we have the Bible and then we have prayer. And that's it, right? Whether location, whatever, it's up to you. But let's talk location for a second. So setting yourself for a date with God. Set yourself up, first of all, for a date with God. Do you have a special place to spend time with God? Where do you spend that time with God? Whether it's during the week or on the weekends. Maybe it's the same place. For me, it's pretty much the same place. But maybe you have different places. So your place could be, let's think outside the box for a second. Your place could be outdoors. If you are able to do that, if you have a park nearby, if you maybe on the weekend, you can um, walk or drive there. If you have a, a yard, a front yard, backyard, something like that, if the weather permits, of course, depending on where you live, uh, it could be outdoors. If you're a nature person, you may connect with God better like that. Or it could even be like right in front of a window where you're looking outside, maybe in the sky and it helps you out. Anything like that could work. I've actually done that as well where I really couldn't be outside, but I've looked out the window. I was right in front and I see the trees right in front of me. Not like it's a, all trees. There's homes too, but there's trees around. So I'd focus my attention on the sky and the trees. That could work as well. So is it because you're a nature person, you may want to do something like that. Um, that would be good. Change it up a little too. So is it in a quiet room? Maybe it's in the only room that's quiet in the mornings, for example, right? Uh, maybe it's in the corner of a sofa uh, or of your bed. Maybe it's that. Uh, maybe a desk. Make sure your desk is uncluttered, by the way. <laughs> Preaching to myself here. Um, maybe it's an uncluttered desk, right? An office space you have, if you're able to have that office space. I don't have my own office space, but I do have a desk in a little corner where I keep all my stuff. Um, and so, Maybe it's that. So you think about the place that you want to spend that time with God. Set it up for victory. Remove, number two, remove all distractions, including your phone, sister. If you don't use your phone for Bible study, I'm mean, sorry, if you do use your phone for Bible study, like maybe you need it for, maybe you don't have a computer in front of you or you don't have one available and you, you're relying on your phone, that's fine. Make sure you put it on do not disturb if you need to use your phone for Bible or for looking up words, uh, looking up, you know, uh, concordance or dictionary or something like that as you do your Bible study. Um, that's fine. But again, put it on do not disturb. I highly recommend it. If you're like me, kind of squirrel brain <laughs> where I could get distracted very easily. If you're anything like me, you want to remove all the distractions around you. Okay. Um, all right. So that's another thing. So make sure, make sure you move all your distractions. Decide on a day of the week and a time of day that will give you about 30 minutes or so any or, or more, of course, 
to spend time with God. So about 30 minutes is my time with God. It was more before um, since having um, my daughter. She's four now. It's I mean, it's varied. Sometimes it can be longer, but it just depends because her sleeping times have changed in different seasons. So if you have a child and their sleeping times are different, you may want to consider you know, just keeping it to 30 minutes. Um, but 30 minutes is around the time because, you know, I think about a date, right? You know, you go on a date, you're going to have more than 30 minutes. You're going to have at least, I mean, gosh, a minimum of an hour, but I'm going to tell you, it's probably going to be more than an hour. Do we, in this society, at least speaking of in the United States right now, Western culture, uh, where you work and you're a mom and you've got chores and things to do, does it work to have more than an hour, an hour, you know, in one sitting every day? It might work for you, but it might not. And so for me, it, that doesn't really work that well. Of course, you can always break this down into a date that will be part one on a Saturday and part two on Sunday. So you can give yourself an hour. That also I have done as well. So if you're like, man, I want to give time more God. 30 minutes is not enough, but I can't do it in one sitting. Maybe you want to study a topic or a a chapter and you want to really get into it and you want to take notes and all that maybe do the read method that i teach you in the uh, free download you can still get of course it's in there if you want it maybe use that if you want to do that to guide you so you can actually do the 30 minutes one day 30 minutes another day right after and you could do that and make that work as well so that those are the ways to set it up okay set up for success for your dates with god now i will say in the same way you can do the same exact thing and have about 15 minutes with god um and and it's just a matter of the timing right because during the week okay now we're going to talk during the week right so we're, we're focusing on the date with god right now but i also want to tell you that during the week during the work week if you're if you have a work week okay um you'll want to do about about 15 minutes um that's an average and again time is not a factor for god i'm telling you time because this is what's worked for me and this is how much i can sit down and just really focus without getting stressed about being late to work <laughs> okay so that's what works for me if you're like me and you're like oh my gosh i don't have a lot of time but i do want to dedicate at least 50 minutes this can work for you so when i say time uh, take that with a grain of salt. The most important thing, though, is how you connect with God, okay? Connecting with God, learning from the scriptures, uh, increasing your faith because of it, obviously, because hearing the message increases your faith, right? So reading your Bible every day and to some degree is so important, sisters. So anyway, so on the typical work week, um, on the typical work week, let's call it a work week, you can do the same exact thing, set yourself up in this same exact way, the three steps that I told you how to set yourself up and um, except again, the time will be a little different. So um, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go through a psalm with you that I uh, I kind of read through pretty quickly earlier today actually to earlier today actually today i um i actually did something else for my uh time with god i'm recording this on a saturday but um for the sake of of doing this uh podcast i want to do a new a psalm that i really want to look into better right now and i won't be spending um 30 minutes on it because i i like to keep my podcast within about 
20 minutes or less. I try to do that. So I know that, you know, as you're on the road, you're probably listening to this when you're on your road or doing chores or whatever. That's usually how I listen to my podcast. I'm going to be honest, except for, of course, the one um, I spoke about last week, which is the one where I actually uh, learn from the Bible. Um, other That one, no, that one's different. But um, I usually, of course, you know, take some time to sit down and read through and listen to that one as well. But um, for this, in this case, I know that you may be listening while you're on the road. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to read through Psalm 25 with you and I'll go through the read method with you as I will do this for my own life. And so this is an example of, let's call this a mini date with God, because again, this is not, I'm not going to spend the time I, I do. So I'm going to go through it a little quicker than usual. I am in my quiet place. I am in my little Right now, I'm in my corner um, of my sofa in the living room. My living room also has a door where, you know, if someone wakes up, they know I'm having my quiet time or they know I'm recording uh, and then they know to like wait <laughs> before coming to say hello if they wake up earlier than usual. All right. So let's go through Psalm 25 together. I'm going to read it and um, I'm going to just kind of read, uh, tell you my thoughts out loud as I read it. Here we go. Psalm 25 says, it's a Psalm of David in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the commands, the demands of his covenants. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways that they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity and their descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes, he makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are on the Lord for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me to be gracious for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. Show me, show how, excuse me, see how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope, Lord, is in you. Deliver Israel, O God, from all their troubles. Hmm. This is such a beautiful passage I just read. My goodness. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this. I just I just see this like as I'm looking at this, Father. Oh, wow. There's some verses here that stand out to me. And I just think about verse 7. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. Wow. And then I think about, this totally applies this week to me. My gosh, 
I think about towards the end, it says, relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. You know, I, I just, Lord, I just think about how this week I have been very critical. I've been critical. Like I talked, I know talk, I talked to, um, my husband about this yesterday and, um, I asked for forgiveness. Amen. <laughs> and he's so good, such a good guy and, and so forgiving. And I'm so grateful for that. But I just reflect on, on how I've been critical, especially towards him. And I, and I think it's, and I know it's because I have, you know, maybe not had the time with him that I, you know, would usually have because of the disruptions, um, lately in life. And, but I think about that critical heart or that just being kind of being unkind in my words that I had, that I was, you know, towards him. And I just think, man, I need you, Lord. I mean, I need you so much, you know, this is, this is just, I just remember, like, I'm not like, I know I struggle with being self-righteous. Sometimes there's no reason why I should struggle with that because I know that I am a sinner. But at the same time, I look at verse eight and it's so hopeful Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. It's almost poetic. And I, I love that it says all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful to those who keep the demands of his covenant. You know, I I think humbling myself yesterday was the right thing, saying I'm sorry, confessing. <laughs> Um, even now, as I'm confessing here to to this podcast, to all the women that are hearing me, a very personal thing in my life, I feel the need to share it because I am sure that there is at least one sister out there, probably more, that can relate. Maybe they've had a critical heart. Please help them. Maybe they have had, maybe they're hurt. They feel alone. Maybe they feel like no one understands them. I do feel that way sometimes. Of course, these are lies. I know that the enemy lies for sure. You know, I know it says in verse two, I do, I put my trust in you. I trust in you. Do not let me put to shame and nor let my enemies triumph over me. And my enemy likes to lie to me as my enemy, as our enemy is lying to my sisters right now, even maybe and telling them they're not good enough or, oh, they did this shame on you, shame on myself. Like, these are lies. It says no one in verse three who puts their hopes in you, in hopes in you will ever be put to shame. Lord, please free us from our shame. Free me from my shame. I still feel bad about it. And I know I need to just let go and be free from that shame. As I have confessed and asked for forgiveness, I want to move on and I want to, you know, just do right things, not be critical, be in fact, quite the opposite. In fact, just even find ways today to be super encouraging on purpose, to really be kind with my words and really help him feel loved. So that's how I, I apply to this. Um, I, I will apply it to my life. And, and that's what I'm deciding to do today. I will be extra encouraging today and this whole weekend on purpose today and tomorrow so that he can be uplifted and encouraged as he is also going through disruptions and difficult times in his life. I know that he is supposed to lead me spiritually, 
but he's not perfect and I need to be the support for him. So thank you for showing me this and thank you for being so merciful, Lord. I'm so grateful for you, Father. I love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Sister, again, Holy Spirit moment, right? You know, totally like I read this psalm really carefully just now with you and I reflected on it. In my mind, I was using the read method. And um, at the end there, you see how I decided with the D. And so, um, yeah, this is my date with God. Uh, normally, I would sit down and actually write things. You know, I love to journal more things or type it up on my computer. Some some of the stuff I did was typing because that actually um, can work for me sometimes. So um, writing, underlining I, you know, if right now I'm using my written Bible, my actually, sorry, my print Bible. So you can underline, write notes in your Bible too, whatever, however it can work that you can connect with God and just really help you remember uh, so that you can have an amazing date with God. And again, you can make this same thing I did um, shorter during the work week and do exactly the same thing. The weekend is really more about getting more time in with God, being a little more purposeful and intentional with you know, maybe writing, underlining, highlighting, getting a little deeper in there and really having that prayer of connection with God um, like I just did. And the Psalms are so great to praying through them as you're reading through them. Uh, so that's an was a perfect opportunity there. So I'm going to read another review from Apple on Apple Podcasts. This one is called So Good and is written by Ariana Vernier. And it says, I love this podcast so much. Can't wait for the next episode. Ariana, I am so happy that you love the podcast. Thank you so much for that. That is super encouraging. And don't you worry, I put out episodes every week. And so I am excited that you love the podcast. Thank you for that feedback, sister. I'd love to hear your feedback as well. You can get into Apple Podcasts. It's super easy to do. If you don't have an Apple iPhone, it's okay. If you have Spotify, you can just leave that five-star rating. Of course, you can always borrow someone's phone that has an Apple, uh, an, uh, an iPhone, <laughs> and you can do it there as well. But it's super easy to do. Uh, reach out to me if you don't know how to do it and you're like, can you just send me something and tell me how to do it? You can write me at drivenandherpurpose at gmail.com and I'll be happy to send you a little video I did on how to write a review. Okay, sisters? So don't fret. I'm here for you. Um, and of course, you can get in touch with me that way and as well as join my free Facebook community group, The Intentional Christian Women. Let's stay in touch there. Sister, I love you and I will see you in the next one.